Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. For the last year, I've been waging an ongoing war, a trench war in every sense, against dysthemia, an acute mood disorder characterized by a chronic, low-grade feeling of depression. In simpler terms, once I used to wake up happy and now I wake up sad. I'm not sure I know why. I have no idea how to shake it off, and I don't know how much longer Dikla can stand it. Lately, I've had the feeling that she's keeping her distance from me. Maybe she's afraid she'll catch it. This is GP Gottlieb, host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. Today I'm talking to author Eshkol Nevo, author of The Last Interview, published in Hebrew in 2018. In this beautifully written and well-translated novel, an unnamed but famous author answers a set of interview questions that sent him back in time to every mistake he's ever made. In answering the questions, he begins to understand how his words and actions over the years have hurt people and pushed away those he most loved. Now he's grappling with a daughter who won't speak to him, a best friend who's dying, and a wife who can no longer trust his ability to tell the truth. Hi, Eshkel. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Galit. So what inspired you to write your novel as a set of questions that the author answers? Actually, I had a writer's block. I I was working on another book and I got stuck. And then I started playing this game. It was actually a game I decided to play with myself. It was not supposed to be a novel. I just thought to myself, it could be interesting to take all these questions I'm asked in interviews or during readings and answer them with the most honest, brutal, and non-politically correct answer I never had the courage to answer. So I start, it started as a game, and slowly, slowly, I realized that I'm, I'm writing a novel. There are characters, there's, there's narrative, the motives. And when I realized it, it, of course, I started shaping it as a novel. But it began as a game in order to, to regain the, the joy of, of, of writing and, and, and um, win over the writer's block. Mm. Some of the interview questions seem um, a little nosy, like what kind of a kid you were, or what's your favorite word, which I loved, scandalmonger in English. <laughs> Not sure if the Hebrew version sounds as cute, but were they all questions, were most of them questions that you'd been asked in interviews? All of them. Uh, all of that, that was my rule, you know, as every game has its rules. And that my number one rule was uh, I'm only answering questions I was really asked. And, and, and it's really, it's fascinating. How, what kind of questions can you get? Uh, even, even questions like, do you believe in God? I was asked, do I believe in God during an event in, in Haifa? Uh, what kind of child you were is a very common, uh, a very, a very common uh, question. There's one question in the last interview. I actually wasn't asked myself, 
it was it was during a um, kind of a meet the author uh, event in our creative writing school with another writer um, her name is uh, Oli Castel Bloom she's an Israeli writer and one of the students asked her the very uh, funny silly question what is what was your record what how many pages were you able to write in one day because it's not yeah. it's not that important but but at that moment I was writing the last interview and I thought yeah it's really good for me this question because in that, that way I could speak about the letters the the narrator the the main character used to write his wife when he was traveling in South America so so I took this question this is the only question in the book I wasn't asked myself and Well, what's the answer <laughs> uh, the, the answer the answer in, in the book is quite close to my to my real answer the kind of letters I used to write it was 1995 we're talking about no whatsapp no emails no Skype I had a girlfriend back in Israel I was really into maintaining our relationship so I would start writing at the you know at the morning and I would keep on writing two or three days and And she would get 20 30 pages a combination of fiction and nonfiction uh, as I, I guess this is this is my record in, in writing and letter writing and did those letters work is that your wife um yeah it's kind of a really okay. happy okay. End, a romantic uh, romantic <laughs> story yeah Uh, you end the last interview by writing that you uh, quote won't rewrite won't rethink won't embellish not this time so that implies that usually you do those things do you think you do more rewriting rethinking or embellishing than is usual for a writer uh, for first of all it's you know it's It's, of course I did rewrite and edit and think about this it's kind of a, let's let's be honest you know it's to to make a novel out of a questionnaire in this format is is not an easy task it's it's uh, it was challenging it was challenging to editing it uh, how to maintain the, the, a level of, of um, intensity in, in, in plot wise not only in Uh, answers why so so I did of course edit it but I felt I, I'm taking um, a risk here in this book that I'm, I'm honest in a way I was never before I'm I'm non-politically correct in a, in, a, in a way I wasn't before I was writing a writer in first person I never did that I actually I kind of never understood writers who write about writers mm-hmm. And I, I kind of I never thought I would do it it's it, it's a book that is pretending to be autobiographical which is another thing I never thought I would do so I felt like I'm taking a risk here and uh, in many in many uh, emotionally and 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 artistically and, and and this is why I wrote these last sentences yes I'm taking a risk I know that I'm kind of putting putting my life on the on the table but I, I'm, I'm willing to take it and okay I'm You know I'm sending it and of course it's it's also the the, the question of the, the situation that the main character is which is different than mine he is in a crisis he's, he's in, a, in a, a big crisis in his life for him in a way uh, letting go of this text is is equivalent to letting go of other other elements in his life uh, 
being able to say goodbye to his to his sick friend being able to to um, to acknowledge the fact that his wife wants to leave leave him so so I guess these lines refer not only to the act of writing and editing but also the the act of letting go okay now I let go mm-hmm. your protagonist says that he suffers from dysthemia can you talk about how that affects him yeah it's, it's good nobody talks about this about this thing yeah it's it's, uh, it's amazing how many people um after the book uh, talked with me about it it's the book was published already in uh, in israel in italy germany and france and every place that it was published in one of the first questions were where did you get this idea of To write about dysthemia or or even more personal my husband is just like that and but I, I never understood what it is until I read the book so it's kind of a, it's kind of a depression but it's a it's a it's a minor depression it's melancho- kind of a melancholic state of mind that goes on for quite a while and I think the main difference between dysthemia and depression as far as I I I kind of know is that when you are uh, dysthemic you are hungry uh, you are searching you are not defeated you are you you want uh, you are you are you are you want uh, uh, you desire you still desire you, you want to get out of it in a way um, so so I, I think I went I went through this kind of um, uh, feeling when I was uh, at my 40s at the beginning of my 40s so this is how I knew how to write about it I knew this how it feels and um, and, and you know it's, it's one of the, the, the beautiful things about writing and novels and, and relationship with readers is that you find out that when you write about something personal as this there's a, a lot of people who Who can connect to that who can feel in a way that they are redeemed by reading that that this, this, there's another person who felt like that and not the only one and you feel less lonely of course you know loneliness is the, is one of the problems uh, that uh, that comes with modern life uh, so yeah so I'm, I'm happy I wrote about it it's, it was kind of yeah I felt kind of courage courageous writing about it and yeah This is what my character was going through and I'm, I'm kind of um, I feel very um, um, satisfied that uh, that the, the, from the reaction I'm getting for, uh, mm. from about this element mm-hmm. you include a funny story about a very thick book uh, that yeah. the author receives as a gift and it doesn't fit in his luggage so he leaves it was that based on a real story can you talk about it Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy you, know, you actually meanwhile you're mentioning all my my favorite parts of the book so so definitely this is a story about Marcus Hoffman and his autobiography the writer is book touring in Germany and he gets this huge autobiography it's 9967 pages and it's, it's given to him as a gift and of course he has to accept it because Marcus Hoffman was a Holocaust survivor and of course you know you have to respect that. But then the book is so heavy he can't get it in his suitcase and he tries to get rid of it but it comes back at him uh, again and again and again uh, like there's something I think there's something extremely Jewish about this story uh, it's maybe it's a story about how how Israelis sometimes try to deny the fact that they are Jewish but and but then you know their Judaism is is coming back at them 
but anyway, I, I had lots of fun writing it. It's of course it's based on on a on a true situation, on a true story, a true situation. I'm giving a lot of presents during my book tours. People give me a lot of things, which is of course very generous. But you know, then you have to come back home, and then you can get, you find yourself in the airport uh, with a, with an overweight. So you have to make these, uh, um, kind of tough decisions. Uh, so yeah, I had had a lot lots of fun. Uh, uh, writing it, and it's my favorite piece to read out loud. When the book was published in Israel, this was my my finishing uh, note of every reading. I I would just stand and reading, and people would laugh. And uh, I specifically, I remember my mother, my mother, like the the book lounge we had in Jerusalem, in Mishkanot Shanani. My mother was sitting in my, in the first row, and she was laughing to tears from this story and. It's kind of a, a special satisfaction to see your mm-hmm. mother uh, so happy with something you wrote. So yeah, the, this is the story about Marcus Hoffman. I also laughed out loud to myself. I'm, okay. I'm happy so I think another favorite moment in the book, maybe my favorite one, was when the author's at a conference and he feels overwhelmed at the people with advanced degrees who are speaking about his book. And then he feels like he disappeared. Can you talk about that? Um, you know, the minute the book is finished, it's not yours anymore. And, you know, generally speaking, I'm quite happy with, with the way people read me. Or um, I'm reading now reviews published in, in the United States. It's kind of pre-publication reviews uh, about the last interview, and I'm reading French reviews of translated French reviews, and I'm quite happy about the way they're reading this book, the, the, the level of understanding about uh, the, this game of truth, lie, story that, that I'm doing in this game, in this book. Um, but but for once in a while, you, you can get a reviewer or an academic expert, or you can find yourself in a, in a, a convention, and people are talking about your book, and you, you're thinking... I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, of course, it's their, you know, it's their, it's it's free. Everybody could say whatever he wants, but I, I did find myself in specific situation, you know, mainly within the academic world. Sometimes people take their own, you know, their own agendas and they try to implicate them on your book. And sometimes it's relevant, and sometimes it's not that relevant. But who am I to say, you know, I'm just the writer. So yeah. So then you can feel uh, a bit, um, you know, what, like you can ask yourself, what am I doing here? You know, they, they can interpret the, the book as, as, you know, as whatever, however they like. And, uh, and maybe the writer is not that important anymore once the book is published. It's only the book and the readers, whoever they mm-hmm. are. So music plays a big role. It's a, it's a th- ongoing theme. And, and you've told me you're a musician yourself. And I've told you that I was a classically trained musician. So my question, why David Bowie? Why Pink Floyd? <laughs> Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers? What? <laughs> well, first of all, I have to uh, that's a confession. I'm not a musician. I just, I just love uh, music. I love uh, uh, communicating mu- with musicians. Actually, I'm I'm on my way. When we finish our talk, I'm on my way to uh, to a gig. It's kind of an online gig 
it's it's happening live, but it's and then it, it's broadcasted online. We're in a lockdown now here in Israel, so I'm doing it together with a, a Israeli singer called Miriam Sika, and we're doing this combination of literature and music, and and we're doing it quite a lot. So I love the sense that I'm I'm working with musicians. Also, I love the sense that or to think that what I'm doing as a writer is music with words, like I'm taking decisions, editing decisions according to the music. The rhythm. Uh, I took questions out of this book of the last interview because I felt the ruining the rhythm. Some of the of the, of the questions and answers were really great, but I felt the rhythm. The ruining the rhythm. There's a rhythm, and it's destroyed if I if I put this question, this long question and answer here. So about my uh, most my soundtrack. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I disappointed you, but uh, <laughs> but I, I think you know maybe. Uh, there's, there's an Israeli soundtrack to the book and there's an international soundtrack. So maybe uh, my, my Israeli taste is more specific uh, than, than my international one. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm, I, I kind of remained uh, in, in with, with the kind of music I, I, I liked when I was growing up uh, regarding international music. But when it comes to Israeli music, I think the book is full with a with, uh, great example. But actually, you know, um, every every book with his... Sometimes it's a character, you know, it's not me. What am I... You know, Dikla likes David Bowie. What can I do? Uh, <laughs> I try to talk with her. I try to convince. I said, "Yeah, it's kind of cliche, but she, yeah, that's what she likes." And what can I say? Right. The right. The author writes that all the women he writes about are based on his wife. Can you say more about that? Or uh, I think the the, the 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 exact answer is are based on three prototypes: my wife, the woman I would have married if I wouldn't marry my wife, and the the woman that I am myself. I think that's the answer. Um, but yes, I think uh, I, I, I'm writing a lot of, of women and I'm getting a lot of questions about it. Like, why do you write women so much? And how do you write women? Um, of course, there's this discussion, which is kind of, I think it's pop, more popular in, in America than, than here in Israel. But could you or should you write something that you are not? Uh, and and for me, this is the basic fascination of fiction. I'm, I this is my my joy. I, I enjoy writing things that I'm not. So I enjoy writing women because woman uh, or or a voice of a woman because I'm not. Uh, so I have a wife and I have three daughters. And sometimes I you know I, I feel like a minority in my own house. Uh, and all all I have to do is look around. I have so many examples around me. Look around, listen, pay attention, and then you can write uh, you can write a character of a woman. And of course, there's a woman in, inside of you. I think there's a woman inside of every man. There's a man inside of every woman, and you have to kind of get in touch with it when when you write a woman. Uh, I specifically uh, enjoyed in this book and in, in the last interview. There's kind of a there's a large a kind of a long piece about the dreams that Dikla has, uh, the notebook of dreams. And this was one of the most enjoyable pieces to write. I love writing dreams or inventing dreams or documenting dreams and writing the dreams of the character. The wife of the, of the, of the writer was, 
was challenging. I think I wrote at least a hundred dreams and eventually I, wrote, I, I chose the, the, the kind of 10 or 12 that, that seemed right for her. Uh, so if you can write a dream of someone, then you can then you can maybe really understand him. I could totally understand why their marriage was uh, on the rocks. That was that was pretty clear. Mm. Was that fun to write? Uh, tell me, tell me what 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 did you think? Uh, how, how did you read it? Well, he was kind of a jackass the way he <laughs> behaved, <laughs> and. If uh, my husband came home with the kind of story that he came home uh, with from Colombia, mm-hmm. I, I think Dikla was totally right. I was on her side. I, I totally, I, I agree. Um, I agree. I think it's it's always more complicated than that. First of all, I agree. I agree that this is the reaction, uh, the right reaction. Um but I think it's always more complicated than that. When there's a marital crisis, it's not only one side who is to blame. Um, I think it's um, it's a set of reactions to reactions to reactions that starts with something and then you can't stop it anymore. And it's it's I think it's sometimes it's tragic because sometimes people who could love each other or could have a and happy uh, life together uh, ruin their their marriage and sometimes it's tragic on first sight uh, but it's in in a way it's a redemption I think when I think of the couple in this book I think they should they yeah I think it's it's the right thing that they should uh, break up um, for her for him think this is this is what what should happen even though it's sad and it takes a while to understand to acknowledge um i think he wasn't meaning it uh to happen but um this is the situation yeah because it, it was in a way um writing my nightmare uh when i, I when i wrote this book i, I kind of I, I decided to be Honest, even if it was honest fiction, and, and honest fiction is means that when you answer, when I answer a question of the book, I try to answer it, if it with things that even if they didn't happen, I'm really afraid that they will happen, or or I really want them to happen. So if you write about your deepest fears, your deepest passions, then you are honest, even if it did not happen. Uh, in real life, so I'm I'm married, uh, uh, and my wife just came in while I I was talking about uh, uh, your question or answering your question. She came into my room, but I yeah the, the the things that I'm writing about you know it's not I'm I'm not I don't feel uh, that they're distant to me. I see them around me all the time. It's it's a real challenge to maintain uh, happy married marriage life for for many years. Don't you okay, think so? but I came away thinking that it's still possible. They never went to therapy. They never discussed it. They never, they put all of that aside until mm-hmm. after the situation, you know, they, they had a time constraint and uh, they put it all aside and they didn't deal with it yet. And it's still possible they'll get back together. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I, you know, so I'm, I'm staying positive. Reader. 
you're the reader, <laughs> you decide. <laughs> I, I completely let go, uh, and I and, and I also say, I also think that you can never know. Like when it comes to love stories, I uh, my life my life has taught me that there's no you you never know. You know where you end the book, but you'd never know where you end the love story. Let's talk a little bit more about Dikla. She does this uh, aquatic massage. I had never heard of it. Watsu. Mm-hmm. But it's apparently a thing. I googled it. And yeah, it's central to her life. Mm-hmm. And she is central to the author's life. So can you talk about how that relationship with with Watsu affects his writing? He talks about it a lot. It's, first of all, I, I highly recommend you and all your, our listeners to go to a Watson or hydrotherapy uh, session. Uh, I gave it to myself as a birthday present. I think it was five years ago. And since then, I'm totally addicted. Uh, actually, one of the most, one of the few things that are still allowed uh, during the lockdown in Israel is going to, uh, to hydrotherapy. <laughs> So I, I can still meet my hydrotherapist. It's actually you are holded in the water and uh, you like a baby um, and you close your eyes and you're completely um, uh, weightless uh, and there's music if you want. And I think it's the most relaxing thing I, I, I ever did and also inspiring because many times during these sessions, it's, it's like 50 minutes, 60 minutes, I, I have ideas for stories, for solutions to problems I, I have in a story. I have memories. I have understandings. I think um, you were talking about therapy before, about couple therapy. I think the more I get um, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say older, but the, the coming of, I'm coming of age, I... I find it less attractive or less of, of efficient uh, to go to therapy that is uh, um, v- verbal, that is based on word exchange. Maybe because I have become so um, eloquent in using words, uh, I can, I you know, I can sell a story even to my therapist. So when you are in the water. There are no words, there are no stories, it's just the body. And, and somehow, every time we finish, my therapist tells me exactly what is happening <laughs> just by listening to my body. So, so, so this is my experience. And it's, you know, it's funny. I wrote about it in the book. Uh, I gave it to the, to the female character, to the Kla, uh, as something that she does. And, and another thing that happened with this book, besides people discovering what, that their husband has dysthymia, is that people started, it was very, very successful in Israel. So people started going to hydrotherapy. <laughs> and I find it harder to find a slot. Oh, that's <laughs> with my, funny. With my hydrotherapist. And then she tells me, yeah, everybody read your book. Why are you complaining? So, so but, but, you know, with Americans, it's easier. I can highly recommend it, and I would not uh, pay the price of not finding a slot uh, in my, my hydrotherapy uh, place. And I think it's a way, you know, I, I, I have be, I've come to respect the body more and more uh, as, as I became a writer. Um, somehow I became a more attentive to my body, uh, 
since I started working with words, being an intellectual, teaching people creative writing, somehow I, I respect the body more. Another big theme is friendship. The author talks a lot about his uh, friend Haggai who disappeared and about his other best friend whose brother disappeared. So friends and disappearing friends are big. Um, and then you talk about the circle of friends. Can, can you go on about that? The circle of friends? Yes, circles of friends. Mm. It's well, something so interesting. Um, I, I, I think friendship, and specifically male friendship, is something I'm interested in my writing from day one. Um, I have a book called World Cup Wishes, which is actually focusing on male friendship. And I, I felt, when I started writing, I felt that in none of the books I'm reading, none of them is describing male friendship in, in the way that I know it. In Israel specifically, when you talk about male friendship, usually it's connected to the army, army service, army, post-army experience, uh, reserve uh, duty. And, well, it was right, I guess, for a while, uh, for the generation of my father, that male friendships were connected to the army, but it's not like that anymore. And, and I, I'm, I'm into writing about male friendship, which are based not on the need to survive together this kind of enemy but 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 actually people who are interested in each other and find uh, uh, interesting things to talk about and they they are supportive they share um, they are there for each other uh, I have this group of friends I actually talked with one of them because before I talked with you um, and we try to do something together uh, to create this kind of uh, a Zoom lecture together. He's an actor, and act actors in Israel now have no work for, for six months now. Mm -hmm. um, so he's out of job, out of work, and, um, and we're trying to do something together and create um, this, this uh, joint venture. And anyway, I, I'm interested in writing about it, and interesting in, in in many many questions regarding friendship. Uh, you mentioned circles, like who do you feel really close to? Who do you tell your secrets? Who do you confess to? Sometimes, if it's someone from not from the first circle, but from the second circle, maybe it's easier. Um, what do you do if a friend changes? What if What do you do if a friend marries a wife you can't stand? Um, I'm 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 really interested in that, and um, and I write about it again and again. In a way, I'm, I'm writing about it in every book of mine. Um, it's still a mystery to me. I think I write about things I I, I try to understand, and, and friendship it's it's still a mystery. Mm -hmm. still, uh, to all of us. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's you know I've I've come to because of the the lockdown, the quarantine, the, the isolation. I, I miss my friends so much. You know, I can't meet many of them. And there's one or two who live really close by, so I can, you know, I can walk with them, walk to them. But most of my friends, we haven't met for quite a while. We meet in demonstrations, you know. We demonstrate together against the prime minister. This is our meeting place. And now even demonstrations are not allowed anymore since yesterday. So... Uh, so mm. it, 
how I miss them. So, you know, sometimes you write also about people you miss, just, you know, in order to recreate a sense of, of closeness through the, through the words, through imagination. Hmm. Why don't you ever mention the author's name? Because it's not me. I didn't. I it's. I started. It started as a, as a autobiography, but then it became something else. It's. Uh, it's not. It's. A, it's fiction. It's. It's not even autofiction. It's. A, it's. A, it's a combination of truth, lies, stories. What could have happened? What. What I. What would have happened? Um, and I felt that if, if I would use my own name, it would confine the book to what is written about me in Wikipedia. And it's it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right. And if I would choose uh, another name, a fictive name, it was it would also be a kind of uh, missing the point. So it's it's open. It's open. You can uh, you can identify the book with the the writer, the narrator, and more most important with yourself as a reader. Find what what do you connect to. Where, where are the places that you can feel uh, uh, that that are relevant to you that you have that uh, echo something in your own life this is main, I think the most important question and if I had called the main character Eshkol Nevon maybe I would miss I would prevent this uh, beauty of projection you know that the reader projects himself into the book I didn't want to ruin that. Hmm. So, Eshkol, I have about 10 more questions, but we're kind of out of time. So I'm hoping that another one of your books is going to be translated into English soon so that I can interview you again and ask the questions I didn't get to ask. What are you working on now? Um, I'm actually finishing. Um, you mentioned before that you're writing thrillers. Um, mysteries mysteries um, so actually for the first time in my life uh, my career my writing career I'm trying to get in this genre of, of mysteries thrillers detective but to play with it because I'm not really interested in answering the question who's done, who done it and uh, I'm, I'm more interested in relationships and, you know friendships in love in, in family so I'm trying to write a different kind of uh, thriller uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm you know I'm playing with it uh, and I finished my first draft and now I'm editing and I, I probably you know that editing is hell uh, a lot of a lot of remarks from my editor from other readers who read the manuscript so I'm kind of into this um, work this kind of problem solving uh, in the book and I hope to finish it and uh, I guess I hope the vac- when the vaccine vaccine the you know the cure the vaccine for uh, for covid will be arriving in Israel I will publish my book that's my that's my decision okay it Celebrate. sounds like a sounds like a plan and I'll look forward to having it immediately translated into English so I can have you back. Thank you cool. so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your beautiful questions. Uh, my first interview in the United States of America. And thank you for joining me.
Again, this is G.P. Gottlieb, author of the Whipped and Sipped Mystery Series and host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. Today I've been talking with Eshko Nevo, author of The Last Interview. If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to discuss it further with me and other New Book Network listeners, please join us on Shuffle. Shuffle is an ad-free, invite-only network focused on the creativity community. As New Book Network listeners, you can get special access to conversations with a dynamic community of writers and literary enthusiasts. Sign up by going to www.shuffle.do forward slash nbn forward slash join.